Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's now time for News Headlines with Molly on a big party show on Channel 94.1. Well, there's new information this morning about a crash that killed two Iowa police officers and a prisoner they were transporting. Uh, the man who drove the wrong way on I-80 near Des Moines late Friday night and crashed into the police SUV has been identified as a 25-year-old man from Knoxville, Iowa. His family said that he was out Friday night with friends. Now, the two officers were taking a prisoner from Council Bluffs to Des Moines when, it, when the crash happened. All three died. The accident is still under investigation. And a federal office is touting a report on Medicaid expansion before the big debate on it to, uh, in Lincoln today. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, 21,000 uninsured people with issues of mental illness or substance abuse would be covered if the measure passes. Governor Pete Ricketts is against expanding Medicaid. He believes that the federal government might back out on its financial commitment. Supporters are planning a rally outside the Capitol today. That's always been the controversy, right? The federal government backs the beginning of it, but there's no guarantee. So then the state is on the line. That's at least what the argument that they always say. We can't get guarantees. It's like, well, there's no guarantees in life. Uh, Apple's latest update to the iPhone and iPad apparently isn't all that great. Users are complaining that a bug that causes apps on the device uh, to freeze and crash. Now, I haven't noticed that yet. I've I haven't either. Okay. All mine. Well, that's good. Apple said uh, they released this iOS 9.3. Uh, after they did that, many people who updated their phones and tablets reported problems with the opening links in Safari, Chrome, email, and other apps. Now, Apple has yet to acknowledge the issue, but customers and support forums say that the company is aware and that they're working on the update. And a new apartment complex is going to be coming to the Dundee area. Dundee Flats. It's going to be built on the corner of 49th and Dodge. Four buildings are going to be torn down to make way for the apartments. They're going to be, it sounds like they'll be on the south side of the street heading down the block toward the Children's Hospital um, Children's uh, hospital building. The new complex will have 63 apartments, 2,500 square feet of retail space on the ground floor. Deconstruction of the building is scheduled to begin in July. The entire project could be finished by next summer. 40, on 49th and Dodge? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the corner there. The U.S. Uh, Capitol Visitor Center is going to be reopening today, one day after Capitol Police shot a man who pointed a gun at the center's screening facility. The entire Capitol complex was locked down for about an hour yesterday afternoon. The man is reported in critical but stable condition at a D.C. hospital. Some Tennessee guy, right? Yeah, so he's been charged with assault with a deadly weapon and assault on a police officer. A woman who was standing nearby when police fired on the man suffered minor injuries. She was treated at a D.C. hospital. But, I mean, everybody was holding out for the identity. I mean, as soon as they said, do you have his name? I mean, I thought his name was Freeman. His last name was Freeman or something. They came off his name But it was like a Gary Freeman from Tennessee. Right away, you're like, yeah, not ISIS. Yes, not ISIS No, no, no. Some guy is like, what? I've got a gun. You're like, put the gun 
down the Capitol Visitor Center is not the place to be brandishing a weapon. Well, there, how many incidents have happened like that where oh, man. You know, the guy's trying to get through the detector with a gun? I mean, yeah. so those those guards, those you know, visitor center, the tourist area, those guys are, I guess, like the front line. Yeah, put it away. <laughs> You're not going to be able to take it in to the to the Capitol now. The Capitol. The uh, Congress is on recess this week for the Easter holiday, but it's still a really busy time out in D.C. A lot of spring break people, people visiting. So, you know, we're lucky that it didn't turn into a bigger a bigger scene. It seemed like it got squared away pretty quickly. I mean, he's got, I guess the guy's got a history. <clears throat> of being crazy with the gun type stuff? Yeah. Or, yeah. At of, the Capitol or just of, in general? Of making a scene. Okay. Uh, it says okay. he's disrupted... Congress before. Oh, brother. So he comes to town and it's he likes to he likes to make his presence known. Uh, the U. Uh, so at least seven people are still being held hostage aboard a hijacked jetliner. It was forced to land earlier today in Cyprus. The Egypt uh, the Egypt Air flight from Alexandria to Cairo was taken over by an Egyptian national who may be trying to seek political asylum in Cyprus. The president of that country, uh, the Eastern Mediterranean Island Nation, says that this is not a terrorist incident. The hijacker reportedly demanded to go to Cyprus because he has an ex-wife there. Yes. It's so all for a woman. Mm-hmm. She's all like, for a woman. She's like, don't drag me into this. You're hijacking a plane. This is not on me. This is exactly why our relationship busted up, Gary. <laughs> I know. You do crazy stuff like this. Hijack it's, planes. It's, it's not romantic. Oh, no. I don't know. Man hijacks plane. I want to be with you. You're like, <laughs> I want to be with you. Oh, Come brother. on. Well, I mean, the guys remember uh, Hinckley shot at President Reagan for a girl. He did it That's to right. Jodie Foster. He's like, you are barking up the wrong tree, my friend. I get, you know, Peter better step up with you. It's very uh, cat-like, if you notice. I mean, a cat will kill an animal for its <laughs> owners. It will kill a bird or a rabbit and yeah. spit it out in front of you like, I love you. I did this for you. <laughs> this rabbit died for you. I love you so much. Here's a rabbit. You're like, ooh, okay. Isn't that interesting? That's how they show I mean, their... So well, there's other affection, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I love you. Uh, so this is, uh, after landing, most of the passengers were allowed to leave the plane. People left are believed to be, like, the crew members. Several Americans were on board. It's not clear yet if they were among those still being held. There are a couple um, passengers that are still being held. But, it's like I said, it's not considered, like, a terrorist situation. It's just a guy who's... Looking to be with a lady. <laughs> I want to be with you. Don't leave me. Yeah. You're not oh, doing boy. it right, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Might need some help. Uh, some Republican senators appear to be coming around on their stance uh, regarding the uh, Supreme Court nominee from President Obama. There are reports that more than 25% of the GOP caucus is now willing to meet with Merrick Garland. That's a complete 180 on what many had said when Obama first made the nomination. Two weeks into the back-and-forth battle, 16 Republican senators are now ready to talk. Obama nominated Garland to replace the late Antonin Scalia. And the FBI has cracked the iPhone of one of the San Bernardino shooters without Apple's help. Now that investigators are in the phone of the shooter, the Justice Department is withdrawing its legal action against uh, Apple. We're checking out all those hot burka pics that are inside <laughs> that thing. I know. <laughs> In a court filing, the Justice Department said that it, quote, no longer requires Apple's help. 
Now, Apple fought a court order demanding it create a way to break into the phone, saying doing so would damage users' privacy. Well, now they know how to do it, so what's Apple going to do? Uh, make well, it harder? I was having well, a conversation it. with my husband about it, and he's like, it was much ado about nothing. He's like, because they know how to break into it the whole time. So he's like, I don't understand... I mean, it's just an interesting political maneuvering because basically the Justice Department was asking Apple to do something that they could have that they didn't need Apple's help. Yeah, but on. I think also the, the they were also you know there was that little worry of doing it wrong because if you do it wrong, then everything erases. So I'm I'm guessing they wanted Apple to do it right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, w- w- where's Peter saying that they already knew how to get into it? Well, he's saying that the Justice Department was, he's like, I never understood why the Justice Department was making such an angle on this on Apple when they didn't need Apple's help. I was like, well, you think they knew how to do it? He's like, yes, they knew how to do it. Well, like, I don't know if that's necessarily proven. I don't know. I mean, I don't, Apple, but I mean, that, now they remember, do. It was a big deal when they rolled it out. Yeah. When they rolled out, Apple said, we've got, we've got technology that's uncrackable. Which because is, they were trying to take right. themselves out of the game. We don't want to get yelled at like everybody yelling at Verizon. We don't want to get yelled at. For yeah. having to roll over every time the government asks. So we just created a product that it's like, hey, good luck with it. If it's, out of, it's, out of, it's out of our hands. So I don't but know. But now it's crackable. I mean, now They're the Justice Department that. is saying that They're they... are saying they cracked it. Right. We, is it, it still could be a bluffing game. This could be, you know, some political maneuvering. Right. I, I think the whole point was that what Peter was trying to say is like this whole thing is political maneuvering. For whatever reason, I mean, we didn't get into the specifics, but I'm just like, I just think it's so odd so now Apple is like, they're like, no, no, we're good. Thank you. We're fine. And so Apple's like, okay, so you cracked our phone. We'll believe it when we see it. So who knows? It's a game of chicken over a phone, and this is the latest. Uh, President Obama is giving journalists a piece of his mind. Speaking Monday uh, at a surprise ceremony, the president remarked that journalism, especially during this campaign season, has got to be about, quote, more than just handing someone a microphone. Uh, There was an award ceremony, and it was named in honor of Robin Toner. It's a veteran New York Times political reporter who died in 2008. So that was the, you know, the the, the issue was they were at this thing that's a big journalism prize. And uh, Obama said that the path to the White House has become, quote, entirely untethered to reason and facts and analysis. He was saying that the news media is failing to question politicians thoroughly and offering up an uncritical platform. But I think he's the president. He's no longer a Democrat or a Republican. He's supposed to just be the president. I, are you supposed to stay out? I, uh, I mean, he used to be weighing in on it. Like I, you're the guy. Like let them run. You're done. They're running for. You're done. You're done. Yeah, let you them run ran. for president, and they're going to say. I mean, talk about a guy who got a free pass from the press as he walked into the White House. Yeah. Did the press ever go after Obama on anything? Sure. No, no they but loved him. Everyone no. loved him. They still do. But I, my point is, is that I think that this isn't a political one way or the other. I think if anything, he's saying like the, with this just election cycle, not partisan just how it's being handled it's been you know it's like can we get back to facts can we get well, the whole back thing to is gross. we've I mean, talked we about it before yeah. yeah i mean yeah i mean it's just it's a circus it's like <clears> well how do you get an idea out of there you've got these guys i mean we've talked about it like john Kasich is up there and he's like can i speak can i just can we talk about like what our foreign policy is or are we just gonna keep talking about um you know our manhood size as, or whatever so Ob- I just think I'm just saying he keeps making comments about presidential candidates, and I don't remember presidents in the past bashing the people coming up. Coming up next, it's not you're now the president. You're not you're not supposed to be necessarily partisan.
I well, thought they're supposed to stay out of it. He keeps taking cracks. At the Republican side, At the right? Republican side. Yeah. He doesn't say anything about Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. Obviously. No one does. He's political. I mean, look at our he news. he keeps taking cracks at... Like, after the, the, the Brussels terrorist attacks, he came out and made comments about the comments said by Republican candidates. And it's like, I just, I'm just saying, I don't know if that's the place of any president. I'm just saying whether you're Obama or somebody else. Yeah, because... I understand what you're saying. I mean, you should you if should you're stay take, out of the stay out of it or go fight. both ways. I mean, yeah, because you can manipulate, you know, people's thoughts and and I don't know. I'm just I'm sick and tired of this it. whole I process really has I'm, just become exhausting on both sides. Yeah, but it's not I over mean, yet. There's still no. more. This Wisconsin uh, primary is still a big one coming up. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. you know, it's just like, oh my God, how much. There's yeah, still. I mean, you almost feel for people that have to work the Wisconsin primary because it matters to them, but nobody. It's like I want to close my eyes, fall asleep, wake up, and it's done anymore. Don't just tell me what happened. Yeah. So. I want to know. Um, well, the one thing that's changing, the world's senior population is expected to double by the year 2050. Oh, There's boy. New, yeah, get ready. So should we invest in applesauce? <laughs> applesauce and uh, what is it, those little scooters? Diapers. Oh, yeah, diapers. Adult diapers. diapers. Those are, those, hello. <laughs> the U.S. Census Bureau <laughs> reported, uh, the report finds that people age 65 and older will represent nearly 17% of the population by that time. And that's up from the current eight and a half it is now. So we're talking doubled. So over the span, uh, the number of American seniors is projected to grow from 48 million to 88 million by the year 2050. Additionally, the worldwide life expectancy is expected to jump from 68.6 years, which is the current average, to 76.2 years. Everybody's made, living longer and getting old. The average age right now, I mean, was what, 60? 68.6. Oh, that's like three glorious years of retirement. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my Lord. Get to taste that. That's still pretty freedom. good life yes, expectancy compared to... Back in the day when it was like 25. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, <laughs> I know. You probably have to go f- that far 76 back. now? Seven, what was it? 77? Seven, uh, 68.6 is now, and then the projected by 2050 is 76. I mean, it's just going to be a planet of old people being yeah. maintained by robots. Buffet. <laughs> and all young people's jobs will be is to maintain the robots who maintain the old people. And the buffet. Who push out the applesauce <laughs> and change the diapers. <laughs> I can't wait. It's and, and find out why they can't find their shows. <laughs> My shows. Yeah. Yelling at the and robot. And if we're lucky, we get to be a part of it. <laughs> Please. No. Please. The Big Party Show. Wake it up. Wake up here. Wake up laughing. All right, so is that guy still held up in the plane uh, that he hijacked that Egyptian airline for love? I believe so. I believe oh, he's man. still just chilling in the plane. Isn't I mean, that just the... It's Lord. nice and throwback. I mean, it's throwback. I know. He really wanted to just hijack a plane. I'm sure everybody on the plane is like, where are we crashing it? <laughs> he's like, no, this is... He wrote a letter. He threw it out the window. I mean, it really is like throw... It, it, it is throwback Tuesday. Yeah, because I mean, it, it does take me back to the day when I remember seeing uh, you know the, the old school hijacks for the guys in the cockpit with the window open and right. trying to talk to them and all exactly. that stuff. You know? The pilots are sitting there like, okay, I guess we're just hanging out on the tarmac. You know, like nobody really got shot. God, I mean, nobody ever got hurt. Iconic. What was that, a TWA? Yeah. yeah. On the, the ground, mm-hmm. and they, they've got the window open. I remember just... You remember that? My side thought was, 
I didn't realize the front window could open. Right. That well, didn't they seem do. safe to me. The, no. the thing is that the, the side window opens up because that's how they pay their um, their credit card when they get gas. And they clean their windshield. When they roll up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when the guy's done with his windshield up there. What are you going to order? He slides it open and pays it and, you know, swipes the credit card and bam, shuts the window and goes bye-bye. That's Yeah, that is kind of weird that that window opens up, though. Yeah, it does, no. Well, yeah, and I saw, when I, when I was reading this, I was like, well, this has been a while i mean you just yeah. don't you don't hear about it very often hijacking a plane no where were they always going weren't they either going to cuba or trying to get away from cuba it seemed like in the 80s there were actual yeah. hijackings all the oh, time. oh yeah but that was usually middle east i thought i, I remember it seemed like i don't know I, i'm I, not sure yeah i think it was cuba too at one given to time now but um but like people would hijack planes it would land somewhere and like some of them got away yeah like they got away with it and then, and then, like governments were like, okay, we need to have air marshals. Like, we we need to have cops on planes, basically. Yes. Like, how far we've come. Like, originally, flight was just like there were no rules. No. You could get on, smoke cigarettes, have a meal. Yes, relax, drink. It's your just like ass mankind off. always screws up every great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, hey, we've invented flight. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, somebody's like found a way to. To ruin flight for everyone like by they used taking have, they, it. They used to have pianos on planes, and there was a front. There was a front um, part of the cabin where it was basically a lounge. I'm not See, making this up. Yeah, that's what you're telling me because that lounge. Jennifer Aniston commercial is that whole. You know, you, you guys have seen that, right? She's walking around yes. in a robe on a plane. I'm like, I want to fly on this. Well, on there's, this plane. there's some celebrity I saw, and he was saying one of his first. Um, g- gigs he got, he was an extra in a commercial, and then they showed the commercial, and it was from one of the airlines, and they're like. The new party lounge from TWA or whatever. And he's, <laughs> it's, there's a freaking piano. And it's supposed to be like a moment when we're all like having a karaoke moment or something. Like one crazy guy's up there playing the piano and it's a sing-along. Yeah. Everyone's singing and drinking and smoking cigarettes. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> that really was a thing. And oh, now no. we've screwed it up to... Now we're strapped in. Strapped into your seat. <laughs> Don't yes. move. Don't move. It's tense. Don't get up. Yeah, we, we have to lie to you why we can't take off because there's weather in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, a.k.a. no. I think I would pay, pay a little extra money, at least every now and then, to go on an uh, excursion such as that uh, on a plane with a piano in a lounge. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, but that must have just been Do you want to spend class. that much time? I was going to say, but the other thing is, is that nobody For wants to spend flights. that kind of time anymore. For long flights, if there's yeah. a long one. Sure. I mean, if you were going down to, you know, like New Zealand or something yeah, like that. Like that. I mean, that's the thing, like those uh, uh, Emirates. It's the Emirates Air is the one that Jennifer Aniston does the commercial for. And that actually makes me want to fly that airline. I'm like, those look like yes. really nice cabins. And I don't know how much it costs, but if I oh guess. My God. But Jeff is showing me pictures of American Airlines that has, I mean, talk about. The piano. The yeah. piano, and it's just a lounge. No one's strapped in. Everyone's chilling out, laughing, walk around. Singing. <laughs> well, if you go on like a chartered jet, yeah. you, you can walk around. Yeah, I mean, well, I've never been on a chartered jet. Uh, you know, you can, you can. There's, there's like a thing, and you can. I mean, you can walk around, and there's service, and I mean, uh, there's no piano, but I wow, mean, see, it's, that ruins it all. It, I mean, but that there are couches been, and stuff. Back in the day, where, where people yeah, didn't I know. fly as much, it was still it was a luxury. Like luxury. Now yeah. it's just a bus. Yeah, it is. Right. People used to get dressed up. Now people are like wearing cut off t shirts, flip flops, and they're like, who farted? <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
I mean, it's just, it's, I remember the first time I flew with my grandma, and she's like, what outfit are you going to wear? I mean, because she was from that school where it was like, you got to get a, you know, you're going to fly outfit. And now it's like, whatever's comfortable. Is it because we're lazy? or? But you got to admit, we all people say you should dress comfortably because you're going to, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a long flight. You want to be comfortable. You can be comfortable, but you can look good and be comfortable. Well, back in the day, remember, there's a little bit more room in a plane. Right. Now you didn't have just, to sardine in. Oh, I man. mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you did also didn't have to worry about, st- you know, a lot of times you're trying to find a way, you're probably wearing half the things because you can't put them in a suitcase because you don't want to pay. You know, so you look like you look like you're ready for any weather because you're wearing like a coat and all sorts of weird stuff just because you can't fit it in your suitcase to pack it and go. That was the deal. Henry Winkler, uh, who played Fonzie. Okay, I remember this. He was in a commercial. Okay, for like a non-speaking part. He just he lights a lady's cigarette. That's that's and it was for an airline commercial, and they're in the party lounge. The party lounge. And, and, and everyone's around the piano, and he's like, can I light your... I mean, just the fact that you could smoke on a plane. Oh, that was nutty, dude. When I was drive, uh, flying back and forth from Europe when I, when I lived there uh, in the high school days, that's just a weird thing that I think back that half of that plane was all smoking, mm-hmm. See, I didn't and you couldn't even... Your eyes would burn. See, I don't remember yes. being on one when they could smoke. Uh-huh. I just remember it must have been right after it because the seats still had ashtrays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I don't ever remember anybody lighting up. Oh, man, they were smoke like crazy. We oh. would, my parents chain smoke like nuts, and they would have to get um, the non-smoking in order just to be able to fly... Uh, back and forth because the smoke was so thick. Well, and and it, it was, was separated by a curtain. So what you do is you'd sneak back there, yeah. or go back there and smoke, smoke. and then you go back to the your aisle. clean clean section. Yeah, stand yeah. in the aisle. You just stand in the aisle and smoke. How weird to think that that was happening. You're smoking in a plane. I remember being like 15 and, and going smoking. to yeah. Europe with my, you know, and I'd be like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And yes. then just going back to the smoking section and smoking. I mean, you know. <laughs> wow. Yes. yes. You can stand right there and look through the, uh, yeah. literally look through. You're standing there the, the, with the, a cigarette in the aisle. Nobody's hassling you like nobody can stand in the aisle right. without were, like, yeah. I mean, out. there were like a million things that were wrong with this scenario. I yes. was able to stand. I was able to smoke. You were able I was to block 16. the aisle. I was able to block the aisle. I was 16. Nobody was like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Like, it was like, I, I mean, I probably could have bummed a cigarette from the stewardess. People are like, hey, it's just an underage girl smoking a cigarette on an airplane. Yes. (laughs) Standing in the aisle, smoking a cigarette. What's nothing to see here, folks? Hey, we got Holly on the phone. Holly, what's up, dear? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What can you do for you? I was just going to say, like, uh, when I was about 10 years old or so, that was when our first military hop happened from Europe over to um, the Americas. And it was the weirdest thing because we were on this plane facing the tail. <laughs> so takeoff was a bit of a, an interesting thing. Um, but there was, it was a pressurized cabin, but it wasn't noise canceled or anything like it is in commercial flights. So like all of us had to wear earplugs because it was just so deafeningly loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys hopped on a uh, military plane, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah we had a, a hop from, a, it was a Frankfurt to Lisbon, I think it was, just off of Portugal. And then, yeah, back to the United States. Those are great. It's like 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. I mean, just, yeah. just imagine, like, you know, a, a, an eight-hour flight. Oh, gosh. Backwards. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Hey, dude, thanks for calling, Holly. All right, this is the ad for the American Airlines 747 Coach Lounge with Henry Winkler. Put a piano in a room full of strangers and something nice happens. 
American Airlines did just that. In the coach lounge of all their 747 luxury lines. So why start your vacation with strangers? And they're all partying around Only the one airline the piano. <laughs> How are you, Molly Kavanaugh? That's their slogan. <laughs> Only one airline has a piano bar <laughs> in the plane. I want to go back to that And then it's Henry thing. Winkler lighting a gal's smoke. Like, light your cigarette. We're only flying. It's amazing. I got to be honest. I think I'd be a little annoyed by a piano bar. Really? I'd be like, oh, all flights? Oh, you would be on. <laughs> yes. Well, Geraldo Rivera is the first celebrity to Good. be shown. Have you seen it? He got kicked off Dance with Stars? Yes. Oh. I can't imagine him being he was very awful. good. He, I saw the very first one, and I, that's all I needed, and I stopped watching him dancing with the stars. Where he was pretending to break into the... He, did he the doesn't... Whole... That's the thing. When you get these guys in there, they're not dancing. The person is dancing with you, but you're not dancing. You're just... You're, you're a there. human stripper pole. <laughs> yes. What happens yes. is you're a human stripper pole. <laughs> the very talented professional from Dancing with the Stars dances around you. Yeah, that's what he does. Oh. Kind of creates a mirage. <laughs> right. But you just got to focus and not see the flurry of dancer and be like, I'm looking through the middle, Yep. and you're not moving. Yes. It was bad. You're just shuffling. <laughs> That's it. That's all he just did is so shuffle. Weird. Well, and last night, I guess he did a Latin, it was a Latin-themed episode, and Geraldo Rivera and his dance partner, uh, uh, Adida, they impersonated Donald Trump and, Mel- and Melania Trump. So he had the wig on. And yeah, it was just. <laughs> that was, I didn't think he looked like Donald Trump, though. He just looks like a guy with a bad wig. Yeah, right. he looked like a guy in witness protection <laughs> trying to fly to Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's gone now. We don't have to. We don't have to do deal with that anymore. You'd be I like, guess, sir. We need to check your passport one more time. <laughs> Well, I guess Misha Barton's having a really rough go. Is she? She's not doing well. I guess she gave another really bad performance. Um, and I mean, the NFL veteran that Doug uh, Flutie, he got rave reviews for being less terrible than last week. But I guess the bar is pretty low. Like, it's not great. This is one you have to watch. I know you, you said you'd like to watch it, Molly, but... Uh this is the time when you have to watch it because it's so terrible. They're just so bad. Well, Misha oh, Barton, I would think, probably can't dance. I'm already imagining white girl dancing. Like, there's some kind really of, hot girls that they yeah. just don't know, they can't how, dance. They don't know right. how to dance. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, they just they don't have the moves. Uh, and I think maybe she's just one of those people where it's like really tall, very, you know, very statuesque, but just can't can't move. Uh, so a slew of former boy band members are teaming up and starring in the upcoming sci-fi flick, Dead 7. It actually airs and premieres on sci-fi this Friday, April 1st. So this is the makers of Sharknado have taken all the boy bands. NSYNC, Backstreet, 98 Degrees, O-Town. I mean... O-Town. You're the best of the best. The one and only. Joey Fatone, yep. the whole crew. It's Wild West Zombies. No big deal. That's right. So, what happens when you put a bunch of boy band boys in the Old West to fight zombies? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Seven happens. Dead Seven. Yes, but they wrote a ballad. They. Just... <laughs> 
I like it. The that, engine, that. Imagine being the engineer on that blank show when all of these boy banders. Yeah, that's <laughs> the footage I want to see. Those where, guys all getting in the studio. They're all <laughs> jockeying for falsetto number one. <laughs> so it's like a bad oh, Bon yeah, Jovi ripoff with the whistle. Right. And the don't look back. It's yeah. like bye, bye, bye. Yes. Yes. Lights are out, up in smoke. Damn. Damn. I can just... Can't you put yourself on the set a little bit? Walking well, down you an know, empty street. I want to know how much the dude from O-Town Sonoma was. So, like, you get to harmonize. That's it. You, we're letting you be here. It's <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, there is a pecking order. O-Town pretty low on the, uh, on the feeding on the feeding bowl. Thank you. They're back. They're back. Yes, they're back. That is your celebrity news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. The Big Party Show. They're really funny in the morning. Hilarious, man.